what's up? It's Tipping the Scales. I'm Shay Dawson. I'm Tania Rivers, also known as T. And I cannot believe, I've been waiting to say that in person with my girl T. Forever. Forever. Um, Tippers, we got something special for you. Yeah. I brought one of my very best friends, someone who inspires me dearly. She is the one behind the scenes. Uh, She is a business curator. Another boss. Another boss. Okay. Um, She (laughs) has done so many incredible things in many different industries from entertainment to sports. This is just a conversation, though, because every time we get together and we talk, I literally have to press my phone. I have to put record on because she drops so many gems. And if I say, what'd you say? She'd be like, I don't know. I can't say it again. She's kind of one of those people that you start talking and you jumpstart and the conversation can go so many ways and I get so much from it. So my bestie, one of my best friends, Nisa Coates, welcome to Tipping the Scales. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. Super excited to have you here. And I just heard so much about you. I'm just I love to see powerful black women do amazing things and for women to just kind of run the gamut and just be powerful forces in this world. So I've heard some wonderful things about you. So I'm I want to sit here and be a girlfriend, too, so I can kind (laughs) of get to know a little bit more about you behind the scenes. So, yeah. So this episode is more about curating your own life and curating is the, the tag word because you really can create your own life. She is the yeah. one who helped me to bring the Shay Dawson experience to life. She's the one who actually coined it. Um, she was observing me every place that we traveled, that we went. She's like, you have something, something here that you're able to do. You meet people and your relationships go, that's the Shay Dawson experience. And at first, <laughs> I was a little bit, I rejected it a little bit. I'm like, what are you talking about? She used to call me rainbows and sunshine. Um, rainbows and sunshine. Rainbows and sunshine. Wow, I was thinking more like clouds and thunder. When but you okay. say rainbows and sunshine, like from your own head, like what does that mean when you say that? When I call you rainbows, <laughs> so Shay was like the most bubbly person in the world. Like when she came to Philly, you know, there when you people from Philadelphia are kind of busy, they're <laughs> abrupt. You we're, know, we're gritty. There's there's a okay, lot of grit in us. You know what That's I mean? Right. And and polite is not always the top of mind when you think of uh, communicating and meeting a person and Shay's just like, hey, hi, how you doing? How can I help? I'm here for service. And I'm just like, wow, it's a lot of energy. Shay, and Shay, when Shay, when you meet Shay, she don't care who you are. She's going to give you the biggest hug in the so world. True. Yeah. And yeah. which is remarkable. But at the same time, like this girl has a lot of energy for someone who's so like mellow, chill. Uh-huh. I'm too cool for everything. And so Rainbows and Sunshines for me is like, Shay does not see negative in anything, even in any challenge or hurdle. She's like, she's like, are you guys talking about me? Look at the look on her face. She's like, who's this person? (laughs) We can do this. This is okay. We're going to just, we're going to push through. It's just like, no, actually everybody's upset, Shay. And you should be upset too. Spot on. Yeah, I agree. And that is Rainbows and Sunshine. She just, she doesn't have an off switch. And even when she's moody, there's a, bubbly smile and a hug that comes along with it. I couldn't agree with you more like when I'm having a bad day or if I just need some advice because I'm trying to figure out which direction to go. Like Shay's my go-to person. I call her and uh, sometimes I'll call her as like snotty nose. (laughs) 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 And she's like, T, breathe, breathe. Take a deep breath, Yeah. And then there's times when I'm just excited, but she's like my go-to person Mm -hmm. because she's just a person that kind of see, finds light in the dark room, which is not everyone has that skill set. So shout out to you. 
Boo. Thanks, boo. Thank <laughs> you. We're giving you both your flowers of you, both today. Of you. Both of you. Amazing. Thank you. Um, and anyway, so but having friends like these two are the ones that um, speak life into, you know, people like me who are bubbly. Um, but to my hugging point, that's how I find out frequency. I find out if you're my person or not, depending yeah. on how you hug, uh, which brings me into my next a little story about Nisa. When we first met, I gave her a hug and she gave me one of the shittiest hugs that I've ever had. Wait, what's a shitty hug? I don't even understand. Uh, how to like, you know, like the, the homie side hug, like, hey girl. Oh, like, well, it's, oh, but it's also oh, that's like, a, oh, that's a shady hug. Like, no, it's like, I don't know you yet. It's <laughs> also like an embrace that okay. is, okay. it feels icky. Like when you get those kind of hugs, you're yeah. like, eh, right? Yeah. So when that tells me a lot about a person, either they've been hurt and they don't like people, like they don't like people in their space. Yeah. They're not used to being told that they're loved or there's some kind of like lack of affection that they don't have. Mm-hmm. And... And so with Nisa, Sheesh. I was like, I know she's like, um, what's this? I don't think that's I thought I was going <laughs> applicable. That's Shane not, that's not, that's not her, but that's the reading <laughs> I get. So I feel like I need to like dive deeper into like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but what was it then? What was, I she think I just, should ask you. Okay. We gotta, we gotta hear from you. So what's the deal with your, with your side hug? Well, it's a Philly thing. I, I think it's like. a Philly thing. Yeah. One, because you know, I, girls I are not. It I, it's definitely a Philly thing. It's that. a Philly thing for yeah. sure. Yeah, women, yeah. I don't think are super forthcoming with embracing. Yeah. Hey, nice to meet you. What's up? Like, yeah. you know what? I heard dope stuff about you. Let's like let's link. Let's get together. Like, I meet someone. Well, I kind of kind of knew Shay technically via Facetime for yeah. a while now yeah. before I actually met her. But okay. you know, I still like for um for people to at least feel like I'm not all the way in your space yet. Because I don't know if I'm going to be willing to catch your energy fade too. Fair. So yeah. I got to make sure that uh, I'm protecting myself and while I'm actually embracing you. But I'm going to give you that respect, the eye contact, and I'm going to make you feel welcome no matter what. That's right. just rule Who number one in etiquette. Yeah. But uh, the other half of it too is, you know, you got to protect your own energy as well. Which I get now. And sometimes people show up super unicorn rainbows and sunshines and it's yeah. it's not real. That's true. But Shay's is, her, yeah, I mean, she's ultimately real, consistent. You do at people who be like, hey, 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 hi, hi, hi. And they're just as fake it's, like, it's, it's, it's fake Yeah, it's blowing, it's blowing smoke. You fake. <laughs> I hate. Right. So Hilarious. That's, yeah. that, that is true. And I think that's what I learned about Philly. Um, living here for six years, I'm like, I get it now. A lot of my Philly friends, um, at first I didn't get them. I didn't understand. I'm like, why don't they accept me, you know, this we Joe energy like, that I got. We like, God, we love Shay, but she's so she Joe. Joe. She, <laughs> she hype. She's so extra. But I'd be like, but you know what, girl? Keep that. Don't lose that. Don't yeah. let us take that from yeah. you. You stay there. Well, yeah. I don't know. So maybe what I'm seeing is different because I feel like who you were when I first met you was like that. And now you're still very nice and kind, but Thank it's you. like. Philly you, got, you, got a, you got a little shell when you're like a yeah, little Philly turtle. Like a little you got a little outer shell <laughs> that you have, that you did not have when I first met you. Yeah, Philly changed me a little bit. Yeah. How 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 did Philly change you? <sighs> Man, um, just understanding that not everybody deserves all of the love that you have right away. Like yeah. it helped me to harness it in a way that everybody doesn't deserve it. Yeah. And so well, like a, it gave me a better discernment of who people are. And how to deploy energy when necessary. So I would tell Shay, she needs to manage her expectations with people a little bit better. 
because you cannot walk into every room Mm -hmm. willing to give out all the the greatness that you are because sometimes not people have to earn those things and especially in business like you know the business is espionage like there's people in there that will infiltrate some stuff and really end up using you and using you as a footstool to whatever else they got going on and you Mm -hmm. know Shay ends up being on the back burner for it so one thing in Philly is like she had to learn that quick going to a major organization that she was working with at the time. Yeah. And I think, you know, there was a little naivete and the other half of it is you're just a good person. So like, you know, you submit. Yeah, you just lead with being good. My have, times have changed. She's still a good person, (laughs) but watch out. You, you, good transition because you talked about business and I think that's what intrigued me about you the most because I have a special place in my heart for people who are entrepreneurs because (laughs) I need to, I feel better being able to collect a bag that I know I'm going to be get consistently. Yes. Where every, every, whatever that cycle is, I'm going to get, get paid this amount. Yep. And that's how I like my bag to be collected. Although deep down inside is this person inside of me that I would love to be an entrepreneur where I can make my own schedule, do my own thing and right. be a boss in my own right. Like that's what's deep down inside kind of wrapped around a blanket called fear. Yeah. Because you need Same. to really let go of fear when you are an entrepreneur, when you're trying to create your own businesses because there's going to be failure. It's going to be hard times. There's going to be times where you don't have a bag or you're not getting consistent income. So I would love to just learn more about when did you discover that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. That's a good starting place. That's a great question. Okay, so I'm going to give you like yes. the... The flash one and then the one that's like, this is me thinking from an adult okay. place in a more practical, rational place. So the first okay. one was, it was a debate between me and a, my close friend that's in my hairdresser. Mm-hmm. She's been a business owner I, for 10 years. Introduce me. I like your bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other half was, uh, she introduced me to a financial broker who I became her strategic planner at the time. She used to help people invest like for life insurance and just figure out how to use uh, financial assets. So we're having a conversation and I at the time was a director for like uh, a federal contracting company for um, nonprofit grants. And uh, Dame Dash had this whole thing on The Breakfast Club where he said, you're not a real boss if someone signs your check. And I'm like, wow. And you thought she was a boss at that time? (laughs) If you say show up to lunch at 1045, I can close my office door and be there with you guys. Like I can, I'm a boss. And they're like, no. Yeah, there's something called unemployment. If he sells a company and says everybody must go, you do too. Yeah. And, and guess what? That bag looked different on unemployment. It ain't the same. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small percentage. So the debate lasted about a good three hours. And I was not backing down until I went home. And on my long drive home, I realized they're right. I don't have, I don't know what my skill was. And mm. I didn't. I knew what intellectual property was, but I didn't know what it meant to use intellectual property as a business owner and how your mindset is a as a commodity. And that's how that's love that. You know, some people do hair, some people are artisans, they build, some people cook, um, some people braid. But I my skill set is in my mind. It's it's my experiences and it's the information that I retain. So I had to be comfortable with the fact that one, I'm not a boss. I'm a really good paid employee. And that's okay. It's nothing wrong with employees. Um, and it's nothing wrong with being a good, you said a, a good, a I was highly paid employee. It's not wrong for with that my either. age, I was 26. Well, 25 turned 26 at the time. And that's like the first time I was like, wow, my friends really are self-employed or business owners. And I was wow. like, I'm not. I signed a W-2 at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. I pay 
fringe and I pay taxes like and it comes yeah. out first. So um, once I've interpreted that I'm not a boss and when you think about being a boss in that uh, aspect, no, I'm not yeah. truly a boss. Um, and the next step was like, well, how do I become one? Because mm-hmm. I, I can't braid. <laughs> like I'll, I'm not licensed to like give people financial advice, yeah. but I know how to procure grants. I know how to brand. I know how to design. I know a lot of things and I end up over giving skills mm. in the workplace mm. um, True. that aren't in my job description. But if I see a problem or a pain point, I immediately go in the wheelhouse of, of skills. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I started realizing like people will say, well, how do I do this? Or, and I'll just give free information. And I started realizing after a few conferences, like consulting, that is most people in my industry would do that as a thing to do as when you retire. Yeah. You're like, you're over the nine to five, the hustle and the bustle. I'll just consult for like 20 hours a month. It keeps mm-hmm. me fresh, keeps me like alive. Yeah. Um, so I said, well, I can consult like, and just consult. So I just, Part-time did it. And eventually I was like, maybe I'll consider this as a full-time thing. But I was like too chicken to do it. Yep. <laughs> Way too chicken to do yep. it. And I'm like, you, uh, this check comes every two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> and I got bills yep. and I got family. So yeah. um, it wasn't until my mom got sick. And she uh, ended up having to retire early. She got yeah. injured really bad. And oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So I said, I need to take a break from work. So in that absence, I said, I'm going to try this entrepreneur thing or AKA self-employed. Yeah. Entrepreneurs take vast amount of risk and people don't want, everybody wants to call themselves an entrepreneur. If you're not taking vast amount of risk financially, not just, you know, making the plunge, but literally to earn lots of money with a business plan and things like that, you're really just self-employed. If you trade time Mm. for money, it's really self-employment. Mm. Wow. So a lot of people don't want to believe that. (laughs) They come. So I'm okay with being self-employed. Yeah. Because consulting is my time for money. It's just at my value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you see my value, then run me my check. But <laughs> <laughs> Run her that check. Run it. <laughs> but in the other half, too, is like, if I stop giving my information, my money doesn't keep going. Yeah. I don't earn. So yeah. entrepreneurs, they not typically make money when they're done the task. They build something up and it can operate solely without them. Right. And that's the amount of rest they take to be entrepreneurs. So wow. majority of people need to learn the difference between self-employed and entrepreneurship. And thank I you for that lot. coaching that there good. because, yes, that is definitely something that now when I see other people with entrepreneur, I'm going to dig into more of like, mm-hmm. OK, not, and not that I'm digging into people's business, but when people come to you and say, oh, I'm this, I'm that, then you have to like do your research. And that is kind of something that will help delineate to like who they are and what they're doing. Absolutely. Because yeah. when you think about vetting people. If they're misusing terms in industry, yeah, it, it it's kind of like it speaks to should we work with them? Yes, mm-hmm. are they capable? Yeah. yeah, are are they are they for me in business? And can how much can they contribute if they're misusing terms for the sake of commodity or coolness? Because there's a social equity that we were like everybody builds yeah. up brand first. And there's no substance. There's no foundation. Sure. So like when people run, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. How much do you make a month? What do your taxes look like? Yeah. And not saying that money is the only thing that makes you an entrepreneur, but you have to make something that makes sense. And the first thing is first, terminology, key terms, like don't misuse them or abuse them. Oh, so just got schooled right there. <laughs> yeah. I think too that many people say they want to be an entrepreneur because 
you know, they may want the flexibility of having their own schedule. And like you said, want to be their own boss. And, and I think they don't understand the grind that it takes to be an entrepreneur. It's a real hustle. And we talk about having that grit. You need to be real gritty to be an entrepreneur. I think that's a key competency in being an entrepreneur is that grit. Yeah. So when you think about your journey to entrepreneurship, what are some things that you had to do to, you know, talk about having that gut to, to sustain that grind? What are some of the things you but had to do? I also think she's saying she's self-employed versus an entrepreneur. Yes. Okay. okay. So, self-employed. So, so, so I think because she saw that's why I was saying she schooled us because that is not entrepreneurship. It's self-employment. Self-employment. Okay. Yeah. Now it becomes a yeah, help me out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm, still, I'm, I'm still a little confused. Sure, I yeah. maybe too. So I will yeah. say this too. There, there's controversy and conversation and everything. So yeah. some people may agree and some people may disagree. Correct. But okay. so if I was to scale myself and my my company's brand, because I'm one sole member. And your company is Capital Grind, for those which, who don't know. That's one person, me. <laughs> um, if I was to scale it and say, for instance, I hired your production team. Mm-hmm. I don't have to show up to work every day because the production team, I've procured business for the production team to do things. Okay. And now I can remove myself and money is working within the business. Okay. That's okay. entrepreneurship. That's business 101. Okay. okay. But self-employed people is you eat what you kill. Oh my gosh. My boyfriend says that all the time. He's a barber. He has a barbershop. And he said, I'll he is, I know. He is a every self-employed individual. He's not a business. <laughs> oh, my so, God. But now this, here's, this is great. He says this that gives you all context. the time. But this gives you content. The great thing. What I don't eat, I don't. What I don't kill, I don't eat. That's right. So mm. that means he has to show up every day and he has to be consistent. He has to have the grit and the tenacity. He has to build a book. He has to build trust with his consumer base. Yes. People have to feel like I'm not just going to come once, but I'm going to be a retained returning customer with your boyfriend. Now, the difference is yeah. the man who owns the shop he works in, he's the entrepreneur because he doesn't have to show up to work every day. Lord. Say that Everybody again. Everybody else inside. Say that again. Say that again. The man yeah. who owns the, the barbershop barber is the entrepreneur. He mm. took a vast amount of risk to create a space where all the people who are passionate about cutting hair can come cut hair. And he pays the, the property tax if he owns the building or the rent, the electric, um, the yeah. insurance to can make sure. Can you be sure. both? Yeah, because, absolutely. Because when I pick, let's stay with your scenario barbershop just helps me out big time before yeah. you said I was like I'm confused as shit I wonder if anyone else is confused like me so okay <laughs> clear check got it got it so if we stick to this barbershop theme so he doesn't work in someone else's barbershop he he has his own but he's the sole person in his barbershop so if he doesn't show up it's closed so he could be it's closed for self-employed business self-employed and an entrepreneur at the same time yeah correct okay yes. but now Look the difference see <laughs> that brain on her is good oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he pivots into entrepreneurship the soon as the second he opens up chair one, chair two, chair three, and he shuts his chair down. He can he can still eat what he kills, but it's just the icing on top. Hmm. Like the lights now, the business now the other barbers are keeping the overhead, the lights, the rent, the insurances, the TV, the electric, the water running, the supplies, the yeah. the barbers and the chairs. That's working capital. So that's what makes it a business. And that's what makes entrepreneurs. They're taking all that risk and hoping that they have great, created something of substance, of value that people want to work within or be a part of, or you build an ecosystem. So you have to have a tribe of people as well. Look at Shay. here. What are we doing? Told you she's good. <laughs> she, she's my secret rub and well. She also, first of all, I stole her. She's my fiance's best friend. 
Buffy, um, not anymore, boo. When I came into his world in Philadelphia, she, uh, I stole her away. Well, she stole me, I stole her, and then yeah. So he's kind of like the side, side piece right now. <laughs> you decide, um, John. Sorry, so no, you're wrong. Um, but she, she literally is amazing. And so, talk about some of the risks that you may have taken. Oh yeah, uh, for self employment, just for anyone else thinking about that. Um, so I guess risk number one is trusting yourself. Like you have to believe like, yeah, that yeah. you can go in because people don't think about in consulting. It, there's it's a sales process. Yeah. You know, you have to be comfortable with no's and, and actually having your stuff in a row because you're competing with people who operate in agency spaces all day long. So right. what makes you special as an individual versus me working with an agency? The differences might be the retainer and what fears okay. or it could be literally because of what you bring value in. Are you marketing yourself well? And are you, what are your results? Your your um, case studies or yeah. like you have to be able to produce proof of concept. Yeah. So once I know I have proof of concept, so sometimes I would probably um, not really reach my full what I think I'm worth monetarily yeah. to like be able to show people what I can produce. And that's like the biggest risk is can you believe in that process for a long enough time in order to, you know, stack yourself up to that value that you believe that you are truly contributing. Yes. Yes. Wow. Mm. I mean, it Deep. just, it gives me some hope because maybe, <laughs> maybe yes, it's, no, I'm really turning. Listen, you know, you could probably see. Well, my, here's your consultant right here to help know, you get that out. Yeah. But I think one of the things too, that you have to do, especially when you think about being self-employed is how do you differentiate yourself from the rest so that someone says, okay, I want to go eat your cookies, not the, from the cookies across the street, like yours is better. How do you, what do you do to keep yourself relevant? Because I feel like that business, like, it evolves and you have to keep yourself relevant. So what do you do to But do she that? also doesn't have a marketing team. So everything she's ever done has been word of mouth. Like she's not out here advertising. I really was very lucky. So, so with that, referrals. I think I'm saying that to say it's probably going to feed into how, where she's going to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the truth is, yes. Um, this is not one size fits all. So I don't want anybody to take what, what my experiences was and say, well, that's unrealistic, Nisa, and it's not true. People, yeah, that's yeah. not how you retain business. But yeah. yes, I got lucky because I did pivot with agencies I already were working with within my, my industry. And I knew that most nonprofits are very mission-driven. Yeah. They don't know how to speak to their audience. So the biggest pain point for um, nonprofits, even though we know how to get them grants, they know how to service people, they don't know how to market and get more money or unrestricted funding. So like I knew, okay, I can use my creative juices to help them be able to speak to audiences that don't know they exist and that would be willing to donate to them if they had visibility. They have better, right. stronger social media, better marketing to their shareholders. Like how you talk to a, a participant is way different than how you're going to talk to someone who's potentially funding you. So, um, do you have a card or I don't use business cards. <laughs> how, That's what I'm how can someone you get in touch with you? You just have to know. It's like, if you know, you know, I mean, obviously if you're watching but I'm this, talking about for someone referrals, who's listening like, or watching referrals. and they say, you know what, this, she sounds good. And I want to tap into some of that goodness. How do, how do they go about doing that? So I don't like coaching. <laughs> okay. Um, I love it. Start with the things that you don't do and don't like. Because, it's amazing. Because everyone's a social media guru. And I feel it's like well, I, that's when you talk not, about differentiate. When you separate yeah. yourself from competition, um, I don't want to live in the space of like, I'm going to just give you a bunch of key terms you can Google for free. I'm going to mm. show you where Google is. Go right. find them. Mm. Like, and that's free. 
you don't you shouldn't have to pay for stuff that already exists in the internet. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And the other half of it too is um if I stay within my ecosystem, Shay knows me, Shay might refer me, um, Nafis, fiance, he knows tons of people. Like everybody says, Oh, have you met Nisa? Have you worked with Nisa? She works with such and such, or she was a part of this campaign. And then people would just be like, Oh, because of word of mouth, there's a there's a authority in the referral that a lot of people overlook. And mm-hmm. if your service delivery, your follow-up, and your constant communication with those people are very high, you're never out of sight and out of mind of people that you've helped. And mind you, my key thing is help the pain points. Don't give people what they don't need. And don't try to reinvent what's not broken. Mm. Oh. So those things are really important. For me, at least. Gems yes, honey. On gems. <laughs> yes. Yes. But also, the another point there is relationships, right? Relationships, relationships, relationships. Um, so we're, we're getting close to time, but I wanted to also talk about who are some of the people that you've worked with? Nisa has worked with so many talented people that are super influential. Um, and I just wanted to touch on that to just also just talk about her wide array of um, skills and abilities. Oh, goodness. I'm not a name dropper. Okay, like a few. Just a few. <laughs> um, I'll name companies I've worked with. Oh, companies. Yeah, that so works too. Puma, Foot Locker, um, By Way of You 76ers. Yes. Uh, that's, we, I've worked with Afrotech, um, Wallow 267. Uh, I was a part of the, um, the brand management for the Starbucks situation, the young men that went through the... Uh, implicit bias experience in the mm-hmm. local Starbucks. I yeah. was the business manager to facilitating um, the circumstance with the corporate company. So I okay. was a part of those things as well. So not everything I Sound do is very always, legit to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to like, I've really garnered myself on the people I work with, their privacy. So I really don't, if, if, if I keep myself in that referral space, I don't have to go out and brag about who I've worked with. Yeah. So, and I like to like, that. I don't want to oversell. Oh, cause I can do what I did for X person with you. I don't want you to have that unrealistic expectation because what came along with their process with me is something totally different. And people think, oh, well you could just use your contacts to make me lit. That's a lie. And that's a false expectation. Like, and yeah. I don't like those type of things. Wow. What inspires you? Because you inspired me. Just Olivia Pope over spend here. Spend this little time with us. <laughs> like, what, what inspires you? Um, good company. People that really believe in you. Uh, I read a lot. So, like, Malcolm Gladwell is, like, one of my favorite authors. Um, okay. What's the last book you read? Asking is Given by Esther Hicks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing book. You should read it. And I read anything Marianne Williamson. Okay. So. Nice. Is there um, any, oh, okay. sorry, I was going to say, what are some things or what is one thing that people don't know about you that you want them to take away if they're watching this their first time interacting with you? That's a good question. Uh, come say hi. Walk up to me. Don't assume anything. There, there's nothing uh, pretentious about me. Just say hi. If you take, if you give me the time or if you take the time to write me something on social media or if you have a question and you're really looking for results, just don't ever hesitate. You'd never know like, hey, I have this going on. This is what I'm trying to do. Can you help me? Nine times out of 10, that sincerity will give me, I'll yeah. give you my attention, yeah. honestly. Okay. And I guess my our last question is, what do you have to say to someone who they, they're they listening to this episode and say, you know what? I love what she's saying. I, I want to be able to be self-employed. I want to be able, I'm going to, you know, quit my job today. <laughs> 
but I'm so, <laughs> but I'm a little fearful. Cause I, what's your advice? What do to I say some, to that? Yeah. For the fear. For the fear? Yeah. Don't quit your job right away. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the, you need to have an exit strategy. Okay. And that uh, exit strategy should feel like six months to a year. And the first thing is make sure you have six months to a year of your income saved. And then after that, be don't be afraid to work a nine to five and a five to nine. Ooh. You need to have two jobs. And There's another gym. <laughs> so I think those things are really important. Uh, fear. Most people don't need to take the plunge and quit their job. That's dramatic. And that's what they tell you on TV. <laughs> Say that for the TV. And on, yeah, and on YouTube. Yeah, like that's the cliche motivational speaker thing. That's not true. Be comfortable with the fact that I can have two jobs. Most people have two jobs. They're gig workers. It's a gig economy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. nurture your passion the same way you nurture that paycheck and you get up at 7 a.m. to go to work every day. Yeah. Just make sure you bring that same energy to your passion by giving it the hours that are necessary because it, it takes 10,000 hours to make you an expert at one thing. Yeah. Wow. So, well, tippers, I don't even know. I think that's like a mic drop. Um, I would drop I it, but I don't want to break it because <laughs> I always break it. We don't so, know. I don't want to break the microphone, but it was such a pleasure having you on. And I think for those of you who listen to this episode, go back and listen to it again. Yeah. Because when you listen to it the first time, all those gyms are not going to just settle in. <laughs> uh-uh, it's like Jay Z. It's like they're going to have, yeah, to, they're yeah. have to experience it. To be it's like, like your favorite song. About. You keep listening to it a couple of times right. and you remember right. the lyrics. Like right. this is something that you want to remember Bars. and kind of take in. Bars. Okay. <laughs> so make sure you listen to it a few times. And Tippers, look, we appreciate you. We love you. We just really thank you for the support. So please continue to listen to Tipping the Scales wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, and check us out. Okay. Thanks for having me. Bye.